Hi, I'm Craig Williams, and this is Beyond the Tassel. Let's say you were curious about a game you'd heard about called Bochi. You got together with a few friends, and yeah, you learned how to play it. You even hammered out a makeshift bochi court using some crushed limestone you got from a local landscaping company. Now you find yourself playing bochi with your buddies and even begin talking about forming a local bochi league. You get excited. You decide to plan your vacation around the culture of bochi. And you start looking into where you might find the richest tapestry of bochi ball in America. Well, how do you sort this out? Where do you look? Well, one approach might be to consider America's largest cities. After all, they've got the most people and presumably the most resources, right? I mean, they must have a strong bochi scene, <laughs> or one would think. Or how about this? Since the game has its roots in Italy, maybe you begin scouring American cities with Italian-sounding names like Cincinnati or Rome, Georgia, Florence, Alabama, <laughs> Verona, New Jersey, or maybe Milan, Ohio. And you're really looking to sink your teeth into this whole bochi thing. I mean, it really has you, right? But upon closer examination, well, you discover that making these assumptions isn't getting you any closer to the bochi ball capital of America. Well, what, what can you do? And, and why are we even talking about bochi on a podcast for post-secondary and college admission strategies? Let's take a closer look at our bochi problem and how similar it really is to another problem commonly frustrating to high school seniors as they clamor to sort out where they ought to go to college. While it's true that bochi is a bit more of a niche interest than, say, engineering, uh, dentistry, or uh, maybe creative writing, it is also true that there are people who are especially good at it. And, like other areas of expertise, Really good bochi players often wind up knowing who's got the real goods. Now, let me be clear. You can learn to play bochi ball in about 10 minutes on a patch of smooth dirt. That is a perfectly respectable way to learn bochi. But if you're so inclined, you can also learn it from the best. And, like engineering, dentistry, and creative writing, finding the best may, in some ways, defy logic. Here's what I mean. In the same way that a person might assume a big city will have the best bochi players, another person might assume that the biggest or highest rated colleges and universities will have the best programs. And that's where we see the confluence of the great bochi challenge of 21 and the college selection process of 21. Now, I'll start by restating what should by now be obvious. Don't make assumptions based on rankings, size, or prestige. Now, there are some amazing programs in the nation's most obscure colleges and universities. And if you're serious about wanting to get the best training in a particular discipline or field, it is really smart to look closely at this reality before choosing your school. Because here's the thing. You may think, well, I know Where's It At You has an amazing program in X, Y, or Z, but nobody else will know that, and so when they go to hire me and don't see a big-name school on my degree, I might be disadvantaged. But look, that isn't how it works. People who hire or advance people in a field or discipline in which they themselves have expertise, they know the best programs, and they care much more about that than they do the overall prestige, rank, or size of a given school. Now, I'm not going to kid you. 
top schools have their reputations for a reason. And that reason is usually pretty darn solid. They do what they do exceptionally well. Few would argue, successfully anyway, that Harvard or Stanford or Johns Hopkins are chock full of ordinary programs or that they produce ordinary outcomes because that simply isn't true. They are actually chock full of extraordinary programs and they produce extraordinary outcomes. But if you wanted to study creative writing, you'd actually find greater programmatic strength at both the University of Iowa and Hamilton College. One, a large state school, and the other, a small liberal arts college in upstate New York. And neither are Harvard, if you noticed. Now, if you wanted to find the best program in horticulture, well, you'd be looking at North Carolina State, or Iowa State, or Kansas State. No ivy even comes close. But let's say you wanted to study engineering. Now, there are definitely some big-name schools that show up at or near the top of that list. But there are also some really, really great options in some places you might not have initially looked. For example, among engineering programs, MIT, Berkeley, Caltech, and Stanford, perhaps unsurprisingly, rank in the top five. But just a little further down that list, you'll find Illinois, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And depending upon your particular flavor of engineering... You'll find all kinds of options in places like Auburn University, Missouri University of Science and Technology, Colorado School of Mines, and more. The point is, if you know what you want to study, you should be looking for programmatic strength, not for size, name recognition, or prestige. Now, back to bocce ball. If you did your research, you'd probably wind up somewhere in Baltimore hanging out with a bunch of Italian guys who'd been playing for decades. And in that group of guys, there's going to be a few real rock stars. And they'll have stories about those guys. If you want to fine-tune your game, you might even be able to meet one of these guys. You might even be able to meet the guy. Now, your pursuit of programmatic strength works the same way. You've landed in the ballpark of expertise, if you've done your homework, that is. You have a sense as to which schools have your basic programmatic strength in their wheelhouse. I mean, look, we live in the age of Google, okay? None of this information is very far from your fingertips, but it still takes research. But you're going to want to build a relationship with a top person to whom you can manage to get access once you get there. If you're a writer, I will guarantee you that this rock star figure, a professor, is going to be thrilled to help you cultivate your skills. But he isn't going to chase you down to do it. That's your job. Professors keep what they call office hours. This is when they see other students and you know, they reserve it, carve out a little bit of time to, you know, to make themselves available to motivated students mostly. And in these office hours, you've got your best opportunity for one-on-one -on -one guidance in your specific area of interest. And think about it. You're getting this from a rock star. This is somebody that really knows their stuff. I cannot emphasize this enough. Make the most of it. Get to know these people. Make time to share office hours with them and cultivate the relationship. These are the people you'll want writing your letters of recommendation for grad school or for professional opportunities in a few years. You want them in your corner. And as you grow, it reflects positively upon these rock stars. So they'll generally be happy to help. But listen, if they feel like you're gaming the system by massaging recommendations from them before you've really given them a chance to see your commitment to your field or your discipline, 
They won't hesitate to cut you loose faster than it takes to say, no office hours for you. In the world of things that matter to your academic outcomes, I cannot overemphasize the importance of understanding institutional programmatic strength. That's just got to be job one. If you're primarily concerned with the strictly academic outcome. But here's the thing. College is about more than strict academic outcomes, isn't it? Sure, it matters. In fact, I'd say it matters quite a lot. But there are other things that also matter. And how those other things compete for attention in your mind is something only you can really answer. But I know enough about the college experience, and I talk to enough students, moms and dads, to know that for them, other things matter too. And some of those things will absolutely give academics a pretty good run for their money. The social scene the distance from home, the guiding institutional principles. For example, is it faith-based? Is it super rigorous? Is it known for helping undergrads land great jobs or get into top grad schools? These things may very well compete for priority attention with something like programmatic strength, but it'll be up to you to decide how important it is and where it'll all fall in your overall scheme of priorities. The fact is, if you want to go into journalism, You can do no harm by going to Western Kentucky University. It's a great school. But the fact is, if you went to Northwestern instead, you'd almost certainly have a broader range of grad school or career options waiting for you upon completion. Now, if you don't want to leave Kentucky for college, or you can't quite see yourself in a Chicago winter in a dorm room 500 miles from your parents, hey, Northwestern, no matter how good its programmatic strength, is not the right call for you. See what I mean? Bottom line, if you have a sense as to what you want to study right now, and as you recall from last week's episode, it isn't critical that you do, do your best to drill down into the issue of programmatic strength. Find out which school has the most credibility in your area of interest. Then you can begin holding your other priorities up to this strength and deciding if it matters enough to make whatever sacrifices are necessary to gain access to this strength and to attend that school. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you got a thing or two from it, and maybe even decided to take up bochi. Who knows? Hey, you know what? It really is a wonderful social game. Some say will help us live longer. (laughs) So there. Uh, Next week, I'll jump headfirst into a concept that not every school will do. But for those which do, it can be a game changer in the admissions process. And it is simply this, alumni interviews. If you can get them, you almost always want them. But I'll give you some cases where you don't, too. It's a fun topic, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, I'm Craig Williams for Beyond the Tassel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay engaged in your own amazing journey.